A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. The postal code is P as in Peter, the number 3, E as in Elizabeth, the number 4, N as in Nora, the number 1, P, 3, E, 4, N, 1. And that's, that's out of the way as well. But don't, don't just dismiss what I've said. I need your support to keep going because the cash flows out faster often than it comes in. And I'm going to go into some stories, which you can check the links at the end of the show on my site. So I'll be back after these messages. through the matrix. I keep reminding people, in case they've forgotten, and lots of people already have, since we adapt so quickly to, to everything, really, that's a human quality that's been known for thousands of years. We're the most adaptable species on the planet. We can, get, we can get adapted into any kind of social structure by those who plan the structure and plan the outcome, and it works very, very well. And Everything, of course, has been hurt since 9-11, and, and that's the intention of it. It's all, it combines with, with the global warming scam and overpopulation scam and all the other scams together. This is all part of this. These are all parts of the same scam to bring in a controlled world society uh, the way it should be, you see, uh, by those who designed it. They decided long ago that people making their own decisions, having children and so on, was just too untidy and messy. And they like order, they love order, and therefore they dreamed up scary scenarios, as they call them themselves in their own writings, uh, a long time ago, and they've been implementing them steadily from uh, 2001 onwards. We've had so many crises, it's amazing we're not all biting our nails and becoming neurotic, but of course we've got psychiatry ready for that too, with all their various antidepressants and happy pills. And this is a time, of course, that science is supposed to come to the fore, the, the century of change, they call it, the, the culmination of the revolutions that started off in the 18th century uh, with the age of reason. This is supposed to be the, the culmination of it now, when the most reasonable ones, the most educated ones, uh, the ones who don't believe in silly superstitions, as they call religion, have the right to rule the rest of the people using science, you see, science, the, the, the real God, the, the, the natural God, according to them, and we're all supposed to obey. And unfortunately, it will work because they understand the techniques of controlling mass society and how we do adapt into pretty well anything. It says here on, from the, this is from the Wall Street Journal. It says here about the Canada border, Canada-U.S. border, and how trade's been affected since all, they've changed over all the guards, you see, with the paranoid uh, types, a new genre, uh, a new breed, you might say, who are not the old friendly smiling faces that would wave you through and have a nice day. Uh, these new ones are very abrupt, abrupt. They copy what the actors do on televisions and these border movies that they have. I think Cannes got a whole series of them. And uh, they copy the actors, and they wear the black outfits and stuff. And they're looking for everything, you see. Everybody's a suspect. Everybody, just like the, the television and the movies. And it's become a reality for people driving through, getting searched and uh, talked to as though they were some kind of subhuman species. 
Therefore, not so many people are driving across the borders. So from, let's say, the Wall Street Journal, it says here that uh, U.S. businesses along the Canadian border say they're being hurt by a new law that requires travelers to show more than just a driver's license to cross into America. That's all you needed at uh, one time before 9-11. That's all you needed. Businesses already reeling from the recession say the new rules which require Canadians to show a passport or other internationally recognized documentation when entering the U.S. by land or sea have resulted in a sharp drop in free-spending tourists across the border. In June, the first month of the new policy, the 11 busiest U.S. Canada bridges drew about 2.6 million vehicles, a nearly 23% drop from the same time last year, according to the Public Border Operators Association. July's numbers were slightly better, but still off 17% from a year ago. See, the law is hurting businesses because security along the U.S.-Canada border has historically been lenient. In the past, Canadians were sometimes allowed to enter without showing any documentation. In contrast, along the U.S. border with Mexico, documentation requirements have long been stringent because of concerns about drug trafficking and illegal immigration. Mexicans have always had to show a passport and a visa to enter the U.S. The new policy requires additional documentation for Americans returning from Mexico. Drew Schmidt, owner of Victoria San Juan Cruises, a ferry company in Bellingham, Washington, said his businesses have been hammered. Though domestic ferry riders are actually up about 2% from a year ago, visitors crossing into Canada who now must show passports or other documentations are down 27% from last year. So, business is being hurt too. It's the same thing too. You see a lot of shoppers coming from the Canadian side going into the U.S. side and spending a day there and uh, lots of money passed hands in the stores on both sides of the border. But as I say, it's, it's not a pleasant thing now to just take a trip across. It's a, it's a trial. You're going through it. It's a trial you're going through, basically. And that's put a lot of people off. It'll be interesting to see how long they keep the border there, because under the free trade negotiation deal, eventually, the borders are supposed to come down completely. And uh, meanwhile, of course, they must get everybody ID'd, and all the countries involved, and all the potential countries to come into it yet, they must get them all ID'd with the same ID, and then the borders will simply disappear, and we're under one uh, continental government. That's what the plan is in their own writings. They even talked about making Montreal the capital of the Americas when they discussed it at the free trade associations and negotiations before and after. So everyone's hurting in so many different ways from what's going on. And another topic to touch on too, it ties in again with science, as I'm saying. Science, you see, is a new god. And those who have the most uh, rationality uh, supposedly are the right ones to rule over the unwashed masses who live in silly superstition and all that kind of stuff, according to those at the top. And that's all part of the Fabian uh, socialist mentality. Now remember, the Fabian socialists are a very important branch of the planning it's mainly the bureaucratic sort of planners for the future bureaucrats that will run the whole world. They're in touch with uh, all departments at the United Nations. Um, 
many of their members are also part of the, the Royal Institute for International Affairs. You see, the Royal Institute for International Affairs, again, is an umbrella group with special areas, the Fabian Society being one of them. And science, as I say, is the king. That's the one who's to, be, who's to rule over us. And being an untidy lot at the bottom, unwashed masses, we need people to tell us what to do, you see. Um, and they've got all planned out. They're already doing it. They have been doing it for a long time. They've been giving us awful educations, which really is a form of conditioning for the rest of your life into what you'll believe is real and what is unreal, etc. And standardization is the key to it. When you all get taught the same indoctrination, uh, then you can have as many conversations as you want between each other, but you'll always be talking inside the box, the design box, or what you might say is Plato's cave, same thing. And that's the reason for education, not because they like us to be able to, in fact, they don't like us reading too much, actually. Um, that's why they give us so much junk on the Internet to keep us happy, UFOs, aliens, and all that kind of stuff, stuff that amuses and um, entertain us because after all we are silly and superstitious but they gave us education in the first place to standardize the countries first of all and to get us all to work in their factories reading basic instructions and now of course education has plummeted uh, well everybody's been dumbed down to an incredible extent they can't even count without a calculator or a computer can't do it and the, the, again, the experts at the top of the education system said they don't have to. It's unnecessary in this day and age. You see? What's really important, apparently, according to the, the education experts, is that they all agree and consensus on every topic in the classroom. That's very important. The socialization process where they all agree and come to the same conclusions, they come to the same consensus on every topic. Then they're well-adjusted potential citizens. You see, that's what, that's what school's for. And science is on a roll now because it's been elevated, as I say, to its proper place, as they keep telling us in their books at the top, its proper place. And you have science advisory boards on all governments now telling them what to do. Remember, in this new Fabian society, this world system we're in, the socialism, we're treated as the mass man. And under democracy and socialism, they always say that uh, the greatest good for the, for, the, for the greatest amount of people. That's how they often phrase things. And that's how the medical industry goes, too. They know that for every vaccine they put out there or, or drug or whatever, that a certain percentage of the population will have incredible, awful side effects, with it, including death or paralysis, etc., different things like that. That's, that's, that's included in all the studies before the drugs and the vaccines are released. They know this. It's called acceptable risk. And so if they say 20% of the population, because of their gene differences, will have uh, abnormal reactions to this, then, and it's not abnormal. I mean, you cannot say genes are right or wrong. It's just a variation of genes. But the mass amount of people will come under one grouping, you see. If you're outside that grouping, it's just tough luck. The greater good for the most amount. That's basically what it is, you see. And you're a statistic then. You're one of the unfortunate ones that had the wrong genes, as they, as they will tell you that. They'll tell you that now if your child comes down with autism after inoculations, it's because of the wrong genes. You know, the right genes are the genes that would, that would adopt to this drug or adapt to this drug or vaccine that the pharma gives you. That's the right genes. 
And Gardasil, everyone's heard of Gardasil because it's been so heavily promoted by media, which it really is advertising. Even when they do stories on it, it's really advertising it. And people don't realize that. It's all in the wording and promoting it and how wonderful it will be, etc. How people can uh, sort of, uh, forage around like bunnies uh, and have no consequences. That's what the whole idea is about because they don't want people mating up for life. So the more promiscuous we are as little children, the less chance there is we'll form permanent relationships with anybody. Then the government runs you and rules you because that'll be the only boss, you see. And you must listen to them. Back with more on this after this break. through the matrix, talking about science and how it's a new god, and how it's really at the top, very, very top, above the communist bureaucratic level, it's a fascist-type system, and in fascism, government comes together with, with big, big business, and they, they, they run the world the, the way they want to, that's really what fascism is, and public simply obey, but this is from the Telegraph, the Daily Telegraph, August 20th, 2009. Anti-cancer Gardasil drug causes illness, study shows. And I, I love the wording in it. As how things are worded, sometimes you have a good chuckle. Because you can actually put yourself in the position of, of the journalist who's trying not to upset people. Journalists never know, you see, when they write a story, um, if the big shareholders in Gardasil or the pharma company or whatever, uh, maybe are often, they're very often, into many, many other companies, and some of them might advertise in their papers. And they're always scared of being fired, because if they lose a, if they lose a client in the, the newspaper business, they're out on the street, so they have to be very careful. In other words, they're, they're bought and sold, paid for, basically, that's what it means. There's no free, you can't say what you want to as a journalist. But it says here, anti-cancer drug Gardasil, which has been given to millions of Australians, has caused fainting, nausea, dizziness, and blood clots, among thousands of U.S. women, a major study has found it's caused strokes and everything else. A safety review published in the latest journal of the American Medical Association said 12,424 Gardasil vaccine recipients in America had suffered a number of side effects and even death since June 2006. Of those recorded cases, the study found 772 were considered serious and 1,900 involved fainting. But Australian doctors have warned women not to panic with the number of, of reactions still low compared with the millions who received the vaccine each year. Now, they can't tell us uh, how many millions. You see how they come out with these statements? They can tell you how many were damaged. And believe me, that's not them all, because most, I have to say this, most doctors often misdiagnose things and they won't even know they were on Gardasol when they have these little attacks and so on, or little clots or strokes, etc. that you could be put down as basically a thrombosis or something like that, cerebral thrombosis. And that was on the certificate, and that's the end of it. It's until someone mentions, oh, by the way, they were on Gardasil, that they might put it together. So these are the ones that have been diagnosed and where they've been asked, are they on Gardasil? And that's what I mean. So here he goes with, warned women not to panic with the number of reactions still low compared with the millions who received the vaccine each year. The greatest good, again, you see, 
for the greatest amount of people. That's the standardization of socialism. If you're in the 20% or whatever, uh, or with a different gene type, different, slightly different physiology, uh, then tough luck. That's acceptable risk. That's what they call it, acceptable risk. When they put up nuclear plants in an area, and this happened in Pickering, down by Toronto, uh, I, ta- I knew the uh, chief engineer there. And he, he, once he got to know me, he told me, because um, I'd, I'd mentioned the different leaks where they'd pumped water and thousands of gallons into Lake Ontario during a reactor crisis, and according to the newspapers, and he'd say, well, it wasn't just that. He'd tell me what really happened. And, of course, this stuff is contaminated. But he told me, too, when he even set up, the economists set up with the boards of management and so on, before they build the plant, they, they look into the population density around them, and they look into acceptable death figures from that industry. There's an acceptable death figure, because they know it's going to be radiation, etc. And sure enough, there are lots of people around that those plants get um, different kinds of cancers. But that, that's already put down as acceptable risk factor. Well, it's the same in the socialized fascist pharma business with government approval. For if, if uh, as I say, 80% don't show initially any side effects. It doesn't mean they're going to get side effects down the road and different complications down the road. But the ones who come down with them rather quickly are 20%. They'll say, well, you see, that's the greater good. 80% are, seem to be all right just now at the moment. That's how it works. So it says here, invented by Australian scientist Professor Ian Fraser, Gardasil protects against two strains of the human papilloma virus, HPV, and here's how it's worded again here, it says, which is wrong, it's misleading. It says that caused 70% of recorded cervical cancer cases. Now, the way it's written, it says two strains of the human papilloma virus that cause. The human papilloma viruses cause 70%, not the particular two strains that are given you in Gardasil. See how they can really mislead you? Because there's many other ones that do the same thing. It's not in this HPV shot. It's It's all in the wording, you see. Since the vaccination program for females aged between 12 and 26 was rolled out two years ago, more than 5 million doses have been distributed in Australia. Women are given three shots, but some have reported side effects, including nausea, temporary blindness, that's all. It's a good risk, temporary blindness, and paralysis. That's, well, that's okay, isn't it? In Australia, there have been 1,304 adverse reactions reported. Family planning, again, here's your family planning. You know, the New South Wales Director of Research, Dr. Edith Weisberg, said every vaccine came with side effects. Every vaccine. Of course it does. It's a very safe vaccine and very important because it's one of only two that has any effect on cancer, she said. Now, we we haven't got the, the, the... It's only been given for the last couple of years, so we don't know... If this is going to prevent cancer or not. It's, it's wonderful the propaganda of the people behind it, isn't it? Who are getting awfully well paid to give you that propaganda. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Alan Watt for Cutting Through the Matrix. 
talking about, amongst other things, Gardasil and how they word things in their different reports for the public to lap up. And to continue with this report here, it says, it says, the study found that 32 women who received Gardasil in Australia had died but could not find a specific link between the women's deaths and the drug. And I'll bet you they're not looking very hard either because it's, they love this stuff. But, you know, all medicine supposedly, and socialized medicine, to cut cost, etc., is all promoting a preventative disease. Preventative disease. You know, the no smoking, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Except in the area of sexual activity because... Because, you see, it's completely combined with a political agenda. That everyone must be incredibly promiscuous. And as I say, there's no bonding takes place. And the whole idea was to separate the emotional aspect from the sexual act itself. And once you get people uh, conditioned to, to that, they will never bond. And when no one bonds, then everyone's on their own. When everyone's on their own, then government can speak directly to you. That will be your only boss. You have no one come up and help you. The destruction of the family unit, remember, is one of the most important things that the, the guys who wrote their books in the early 1900s harped on and on and on about the destruction of the family unit was necessary for big government to come in and manage the people the proper way. And they just lived the proper way, you see. It says, doctors are now being urged to keep recipients in their office for observation for about 15 minutes. That's awful big of them. 15 minutes. There's nothing after receiving the vaccine. It says, but some suspected side effects have occurred after three months of receiving Gardasil. It's one of the most complained about vaccines that we receive. Vaccination Information Services, Brown Hancock said, doctors don't like to admit there are side effects. Well, that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. So this is what happens when you put poison into your body. That, yeah. So there you go. From the Vaccination Information Services, Brown Hancock. The most common side effects report to Australia's Therapeutic Goods Administration have been headaches and skin sensitivity from the injection. Fortunately for Sue Kemp, her daughter Stephanie never suffered a reaction. I studied Stephanie on it, but before the government rolled it out of school, she said. And then she says, any protection against cancer has to help. Really? Is it any protection whatsoever? The study hasn't been done yet. We don't know. What we do know is it kills people, gives you strokes and paralysis. And just little side effects like that. That's all. Now there's callers here. I think I'll try and grab them because I tend to go on a bit. There's Aaron from Pennsylvania. There, Aaron. Yes, I am, Alan. It's great yes. talking to you again. Hey, I'm just, I'm just calling to let all your listeners know next Wednesday I would like everybody to have a, a money donation for you, since you will never ask for one yourself, because um, it's not your style. And everybody out there, if they could just donate a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever, we just need to help this man out of this sticky situation with the satellite problems that he's having. Um, I want everybody to listen out there. There will never be another Alan Watt out there. This guy tells the truth. He is sincere, and he cares about the people. And it's unfortunate in this day and age that most people take advantage of guys like that or people like that. So I'm just calling everybody to help Alan out next Wednesday. Just donate what you can. I will be supporting you, and that's all I have to say, Alan. Thanks a lot. Thanks for calling in, and thanks very much indeed. I think I might 
try and hire you to, to speak for me because uh, you're right, I don't say enough myself. I don't. And I should, but it's, I'm not into the showbiz aspects of it at all. But it's true enough, you need the cash to keep this thing going. And it's a crisis every night. Even tonight, the satellite went out uh, just before the show again. And I, I called down Toronto where the main base is for exploring it. And they said, well, they, they said they've got tornadoes and, and, and uh, funnel clouds and yada, yada. I thought, oh, my God, everything except earthquakes. This is quite the company, I'm telling you. They also run the military-industrial complex because it goes through, it goes through, NORAD goes through these satellites, huge satellites, you see. Well, I can't imagine ever that they go down or we'd be wide open, supposedly, from attacks from, you know, Eskimos and things like that. But it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Just, just explore now. And they've always got amazing excuses for why they're down. Now, there's Diana in California. Are you there, Diana? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Good. Um, first thing, everybody donate. Second thing, I have a, a comment. I just finished reading Agenda 21, and I've got to tell you, outside of the other two huge documents you have on there, it's got to be one of the most horrifying things I've ever read, but I'm glad that I know it um, now. And lastly, the question that I have for you is, you talk about getting organized. We need to get organized. And my biggest conundrum is how, when I can't even talk to anybody in my life about even the minuscule portion of this, how do we connect? How do we get together? I, I think really, uh, in the past, many people have, um, that I know, have uh, even hired little halls in places and put leaflets across with a topic on it. If you're interested in this topic, um, attend, you know, whatever. And mm -hmm. you charge even just the cost to get in, uh, just the, the cost of the rental of the hall. And if you can get even 10 people showing up the first time and, and you start to discuss the topic, etc., and, and uh, your fears about certain things and give the information out, then now you've got 10 people who can, who can start to, to build on it and bring more people in. That's how everything starts off. Now, again, I'll be the first to tell you, you will get infiltrated. There's no doubt yeah, about it. Yeah. Uh, you will get hecklers sent from government agencies and different agencies to come in and heckle you. That happens too. So it's always a good idea if you can get someone who's uh, got a bit of muscle or, or is a part-time bouncer to be near <laughs> the door. Uh, I've, I've seen it all. And um, so, But the fact is we, we have no option. We have no option but to try, uh, no matter yeah. how, how small it seems at the time or, or how, how insurmountable this mountain seems. We've got to try because we have no choice. It's, it's either being slowly killed off uh, the way we're, we're dying right now with diseases and so on that's manufactured, with government wanting to pump all kinds of toxins and poisons into us after, as you say, releasing Agenda 21, the depopulation program. All that stuff is out in the open. Um, we have no choice. We either say, okay, you have the right to kill us off, or we have the right to not only live, but we have the right to decide how we want to live ourselves. And we've got to start taking our rights back. And the first part is to stop being apathetic. Everyone is so apathetic. And that's, that's, again, it's a conditioned response we've had pumped into us. Russell talked about it, how they'd make the public apathetic nationwide, nation to nation. That's intentional. And we've got to get over this apathy. And we've got to realize that we cannot allow governments to go into authoritarianism. They've got to go back to being servants, every single department of them. 
In fact, what we have to do is scrap most of the government agencies out there. Most of them have to be scrapped completely and put the people back in charge. And it goes down to cops and everything else. Cops should be uh, voted in by committees of, of people uh, from the citizenry. And uh, they shouldn't be a big, big brotherhood like they are today. And that way they'll be answerable to the people. At one time, uh, cops were answerable to the towns and the villages that they patrolled. And if the people didn't like them, they fired them. They become authorities and armies today, and we've got to stop it. We've got to stop it because uh, this is worse than uh, the Soviet Union uh, ever got its the stages to with, with um, total surveillance. It's worse than any Nazi. We have nothing to compare this to, in fact. But it's much, much, much worse. And we have no option but to fight for ourselves and for the children yet to come, who have the right to come, by the way, you know. I mean, yeah. People haven't stopped to even think about the one major thing. Uh, and I've had a lot of selfish people, the, again, the egocentric ones that are, are conditioned to be so, like Russell and others said, who say, yeah, we should stop the population now. They don't realize that life truly is a gift. And anyone, we, we've all had the, the, a gift given to us if we want to use it. It should not be a nightmare that they're turning it into. It should not be a nightmare. And it's also a gift for those who are yet unborn to come into this world and get it too. But a selfish idea to think, no, we can stop it right here and we'll just live um, and enjoy ourselves. That's what the elite say. They think they can, with their anti-aging and all the rest of it and their, their incredible um, advances into gene um, configurations, etc., they can stop the time clock and they themselves can live forever. This is the, this is the dream of, of these fanatics, these madmen and psychopaths at the top. But no, we've all, got as every, we've all got as much right to live as everyone else on this planet. So the elites have no special rights to, to decide who's going to die here, you know. We've got to fight. Completely agree. Anyway, thank you, and I'll let you go to your next caller. And thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. And as I say, it's easier said than done, but it takes the first move. It takes the first step. And you get like-minded people. And uh, the more support you get, the better. But I know people who've gone around halls. I know one guy I'm in contact with who gets 10 in here, 10 in there, and he'll spend two, three hours with them. And out of that 10, he might get three of each group that will come back again, and then it grows very slowly. But now you have more and more people who are willing to, to protest and go to councillors, go to um, so-called elected officials, etc., and demand things. And just the demanding lets them know at the top that we're all aware of them, we're on to them, and we're on to them. And if nothing else, they have to delay their tactics or change their tactics except to deal with us all. People don't realize there are think tanks at the top dealing with strategies for whole populations. And they take constant data, like the pulse of the people, every day from the total information network, and they keep adjusting it according to the moods of the people. So, yeah, we can really get them running in circles, etc. And uh, that's what we have to do. We're reminding them we're on to them. We are on to them. And we're not simply... Uh, when anyone tells you that the state has the right to do an intrusive operation, and by the way, an injection is called an intrusive operation, so is sticking a dagger into someone's stomach. See, if you're sticking anything into someone's body, that's an intrusive operation. And if they say they have the right to do it without your consent, no, they, they, you can't allow them to cross that barrier. That means they could, they could disembowel you if they want to. They have no right to demand under any pretense that they have the right to stick poison into your body. 
and especially when they've taken away any guarantee of compensation or lawsuits against them or the pharma companies that, that they're, they're fronting for. But we can't allow that to happen. If we allow them to do that, I guarantee you there'll be 10 new inoculations next year. Until we're, the, the, we're bad enough now, we're almost the walking dead. And it's going to get worse if we allow it to happen. You don't. The whole point is don't allow something to start. Once it's started, it becomes routine, we adapt, and then it's normal. And even the folks around about you will think you're strange if you don't go along with the rest of the herd. Sad truth. Now we'll go to Antonio in Toronto. Are you there, Antonio? Hello, Antonio? Is Antonio there? I'm still here. Hello, Alan? Yes, go ahead. Yes. Um, one, uh, um, just having done some studying, the one thing I just, uh, the question, I guess, is that even though they could nuke, they could get rid of us with a neutron bomb, it's not, it's more than that. Did these, these guys are really twisted and turned on by us suffering slowly. Is that yeah. not correct? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I, I don't know if people realize this, and Dr. Scott from Sudbury, Ontario, has a lot of uh, documentation in his books. And I've talked to him personally a few times, and I've got his books here. And he documents the declassified stuff from governments, etc., and the UN. And way back in, in the 60s, they talked about the ways to depopulate the world fast for the third world countries, definitely Africa, that was priority. Mm -hmm. But they also said they'd take down the West slowly, slowly with crippling diseases. Because if it came down too quickly with sudden deaths across the Western world, being better educated, able to ask questions, etc., um, we might clue into what's happening. So they decided slow, disabling diseases would stop people from becoming good marital partners, and, and they wouldn't have children, you see. Uh, they, this was all discussed way back then by the, the world bodies. So really, we have, I mean, even though in the end, I know one of their plans is if uh, we storm them, that they're going to... Uh, uh, neutron bomb us. I mean, wouldn't, I'm just thinking it'd be better to just fight for what you've got, uh, give it all you've got, because at least that would be a little more of a humane death than what they have planned for us now. You're right. I mean, you're, you're right uh, to an extent, because the further you allow them to prepare, and we right. have for years for, for what's coming, what they've planned to come, uh, then, yeah, it's like, it's like being in, uh, like fish in a barrel. Uh, you just put more and more fish into the barrel, and then you, then you shoot them all at the same time. Uh, you're right. that they've, they've set up a whole agenda. It's out in the open from their own think tanks for the military. That this is what they see coming. They see it coming because they know each step of what they're going to do, including food reduction and eventually starvation. Uh, that's in their own reports. Aye. So, so you're right. The longer we allow it to go on, the more they're recruiting and training to deal with the outcome and the problems. And you're right. I mean, the problem with people, as long as they can have enough entertainment and then as long as they can go on with the little routines that they have after work, etc., the boys at the top, and I've discussed this and published this in big psychology magazines, they can really push you to the wall. It's only when they interrupt you personally in your routine that you start to become a little bit indignant. That is so true. I've seen that, and that is, that, that is, that is very true. And those who are still plugged in to their TV, their American Idol, their football games or whatever, yeah. uh, will just not leave. I know. You're right. Yeah. And they, call, they actually call these in psychology, they have the routines and subroutines. 
And that's why an information network, and I've even read uh, some of the data put out by uh, the big boys who are recording all this data from cell phones and so on for the authorities. Twitter, uh, Facebook, exactly. Yes. Yeah, and when it goes all your down, they don't know why. Profile. Yep. Uh, your habits, your acquaintances, on a Thursday they'll phone so-and-so who's into this, and here's a commonality between them, etc. That's right. Uh, yeah. Michael Jackson will happen. They'll, 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 they'll collect all the information on Twitter, and then they'll move another event. They'll collect all the information on Twitter again, and then they'll just war game it in their big computers and, uh, fig- and strategize. Yeah. That's right. And I'll tell you another thing, too, if this carries on, they know themselves, and they've said that in 10 years' time or less. If your routine varies from what you should be doing in that routine, they will have government agencies come in to see what's up with you. Because they they don't like, they don't like someone who's unpredictable. All of this stuff is to make sure that you are predictable. If you're predictable, you're safe. Yeah. Well, thank you, Alan, for answering my question. Yep. But you're right. You're right. We can't wait till the end. It's always too late at the end. It's like that documentary. I've seen a few documentaries on I mentioned the Soviet story. You'll see people getting shot and, and falling into mass graves and stuff. Same with the Nazis, uh, same in other wars. And I've always said this right to the end. That those people who ran to line up in the graves, knowing what they'd seen before, that the previous line getting shot down, they run to their death, thinking, this cannot be happening to me, right to the last split second. And guess what? It does. Stop it before it happens. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. This is Alan Watt. We're cutting through the Matrix. And there's Robbie from Missouri on the line. There, Robbie. Okay. Well... As I say, it's true enough, isn't it? Every day that goes by, every day, every week, every month, things get worse and worse. Not only that, they keep telling us in the newspapers what's coming. You know, there could be food shortages. There could be plagues coming. There's all this kind of stuff. We're told of in massive vaccinations uh, ordered by government, etc., of untested vaccines, even though the last lot they tried with the same idea with the swine flu ended up paralyzing people all over the place. And we've got to say, what's the real intention of this? What's the real intent of it? What is it? Because they even estimate that uh, the the common flu will kill around about 100 people, uh, children in the U.S. alone. And this swine flu, even if it really got bad, might kill from 150 to 200 people. So why would you want to inoculate millions of children with something that we know is going to paralyze maybe thousands and have worse side effects down the road later in life. It doesn't make sense, you see. It doesn't make sense. There's another agenda at work here. That there's no doubt about this at all. And as I say, I wasn't kidding when I said this is an intrusive operation. Even under law, under law and in medicine, anything puncturing the skin from a stab wound by a knife to a needle is classified as an intrusive operation. It breaks the outer layers. It carries bacterium and so on into the tissue. Here they are squirting stuff into your tissue that they say themselves is, is unproven. You can't prove a drug by doing a fast study that hasn't completed yet. 
and then waiting two weeks and saying it's okay. You don't know until uh, years have gone by. Years. That's, that's what happens. Because people react at different rates because of the, different, the differences in their physiology and their gene types and so on to the same things. It'll take them some years, some, some days, some weeks, some months. Uh, some won't come down with something until 30 years later. We know, for instance, that the polio vaccine, the Sox polio vaccine, uh, and I have the video, by the way, of the main character who worked on them for the company saying uh, that, yeah, we knew. Um, in fact, he came out, he, it was him, this particular guy, and I'll try and get that link up uh, in a couple of days. And you'll hear him say himself that he had to go to the pharma company after he looked at the stuff and tested it and says this will, this will give cancers to the people because it has the various uh, cancer viruses in here, and especially the simian 40 virus, which only, its only, its only function seems to be to cause cancer. So they know this. And some people will develop the cancer in an earlier phase than others. Some it might be 10 years down the road, some 5, some 3. And in different places in the body, again, according to your physiology. So something stinks. Something utterly stinks here. And be, again, because every country is on board with the same agenda at the same time, it should make us all even more suspicious of it. And when government starts to, to command the public, command you, uh, and say they're going to fill, pump you full of poisons, uh, literally it's blended green monkey kidneys, that that's what this injection is going to be comprised of, uh, and squalene that will destroy your joints and a good percentage of the people who get it. Permanent rheumatoid arthritis. Think about it. Think about it. They want to help you, give you the choice. You should have the choice if you want the help or not. That's what health services are for. Informed consent. If you don't have informed consent, then you're, you're a slave. You're a slave and your master can do what they want with you. The choice is yours. From Hamish, myself, and Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you.